So obviously we want to talk about the new tune, a little BB and a little bit uh, being a songwriter, producer type that you are and, and talk songwriting with you. But I think we got to start with the here and now and the new single that I'm loving and rocking Dream Away and you being such a prolific songwriter. I'm going to take a wild guess here and say that you probably do more of your songwriting on piano than you do guitar. Wow, that's uh, that's pretty interesting. Sometimes, uh, sometimes I do. Um, yeah, it's funny. No one's ever uh, said that. <laughs> you know, because you know, you think a guitar uh, a guitarist would write primarily on guitar, but um, yeah, sometimes uh, I go to the piano if I get stuck on the guitar. I'm like, if I feel like it kind of opens up kind of a, a, a different section of your brain a little bit and uh, allows you to be a little bit creative in a different way it's interesting that you go to the piano when you get stuck maybe just for yeah like you said more notes more options more places to go more things to experiment with i mean i'm definitely not uh i wouldn't call myself a piano player per se i i, I can play a little bit so it, it it's just kind of rudimentary chords uh in in my situation so it almost simplifies a little bit uh for me you know and speaking of of songwriting are i'm kind of curious what you do do you like set aside time for writing or do you just wait to be inspired how does that part of the process work for you well i try to um i try to kind of show up for for work every day (laughs) i i kind of uh you know, I, I get up in the morning, I have some coffee, a little bit of breakfast, head right down to the studio and, uh, you know, just kind of start, uh, you know, messing around with things. I think, um, you know, in the past, whenever I've kind of gotten stuck, I, I've learned to kind of walk away a little bit and just give it some time. And then those are the times where, you know, I kind of just need to wait until a little bit of inspiration will hit me. But for the most part, I pretty much just sit and grind away and, and uh, yeah, just force myself to to get in there because, you know, I, I feel like it's 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 another at-bat. You know, if I give myself more at-bats, you know, maybe I might get uh, some kind of contact right. with, the, with the hit. <laughs> you take that Texas leaguer any day of the week, right? Exactly. Bunt single, as long as, as long as you reach base, that's all that matters. Absolutely, yeah. It's all about the at-bats to me. <laughs> Moving the runner along. I get it. I, I see what you're doing. You know, since we are kind of starting off in this whole songwriting process and talking about this a little bit, I'm kind of curious, too, for you as a writer in all the different projects that you write for, or how do you compartmentalize it? Do you say, oh, this is definitely for this project or that? Or is it just kind of like the next song up, the next song that comes out of you is the next song that goes to the project that you happen to be working on? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I find that, uh, you know, it, it kind of helps me to know what I'm, I'm kind of writing for going into it. It kind of gives me an idea of you know, just kind of what kind of topics and kind of subject matter and vibe it needs to be, if it needs to be more of a dark vibe and or, or you know, something that's a little bit lighter for, you know, something that's more poppy, I guess. Um, so that kind of, that's, that's kind of my mindset going into it. At least it helps me. So um, rarely do I, I just write something out of the blue and, and um, just think to myself, oh, that could be something for this or something for that. I kind of go into it with a little bit of a preconceived notion. Oh, okay. And that, that was another thing I was going to say. Does that song have to be autobiographical or can it just be a subject like an assignment to write about, you know, that moth to a flame or some of those old adages that you hear in songs frequently? Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, I try to draw from, from a real 
a real place, uh, you know, real things, real, real memories, whether it's, you know, something that's from the past or, or something that I, that I want to happen or, or anything like that. Um, I just feel like it, it comes across more genuine that way. I mean, there's been plenty of times where, you know, I've been writing with people and it's like, what are we going to write about? And then we just kind of start writing some words and, and we kind of formulate, what is this about? And uh, so it's kind of, we kind of go the the, uh, the backwards route where we just kind of start and then kind of figure out what the meaning is after the fact. But uh, yeah, I always, I always find that it helps to kind of draw from a real place. And what was the uh, inspiration or the assignment for Dream Away? Well, it's funny. Uh, I wrote this before, um, you know, all the pandemic and, and everything. And uh, it's funny. It's it, it's it almost was kind of predictive of <laughs> kind of what was going to happen. Because, you know, I talk about just, you know, just basically just daydreaming and just wishing for a better situation, of, uh, you know, reaching for a better horizon and, and just kind of escaping all the bad news in, in you know, your, your, your day or whatever. And and uh, it's it's just crazy. It was almost like uh, I don't know. It's a little prophetic in a way. I was like, geez, I didn't even know <laughs> if I had known. I don't know. I might not have written the same song, but um, but it worked out. I talk about isolation, and then just you know, months later, I'm sitting in my house, isolated, you know, from the world. I mean, as we all were, so it, it was tough. But really, it, it's about just kind of the mental aspect of it. How can you kind of put yourself in a more positive frame of mind, even though things aren't going too well. Yeah, no, I think it's really imp- important in this day and age to to still have those dreams. I mean, it's so easy to get caught up in all the negativity going on in the world that you have to have those dreams. I think we're kind of spoiled in, you know, what you do in the music side, what I do. There's always some sort of imagination, creativity, some process going on where you have that creative outlet where I think a lot of people do not and are missing that more than ever mm-hmm. in this day and age, you know. So it's a great subject matter to, to talk about it, especially right now, like you said. Yeah, it's crazy. It's been a crazy year for sure and don't you wish you would have used that nostradamus skills you had and in, invested in some amazon stock back in the day <laughs> back in yeah, the right ago, right seriously or, or bitcoin or something you know <laughs> speaking of uh dream away getting some help from uh jason on this tune what what exactly how did he exactly contribute and help out this time around so uh jason actually um wasn't involved in in this song what oh um, i got that completely wrong yeah yeah, no, it's all good. I've, I've done a lot of work with Jason, yeah, in uh, the past, and, and we're still kind of working on stuff uh, together. But, um, yeah, this was written, uh, this was co-written by my producer, Joe Rickard. So him and I wrote it, and he produced it and, and uh, did a fantastic job. And, yeah, he actually played drums on the whole album. Um, so I'm, I'm super excited about that. And, and Aaron, he also played bass on the whole album, too. So I'm excited to get uh, some of these other songs out here in the in the. Uh, you know, next few months. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. What's kind of the the timeline, the the plan for the album release? Yeah, I'm hoping, uh, you know, it's kind of a play it by ear kind of thing, but I'm hoping uh, by uh, spring sometime, late spring. So that's that's the goal. Okay, and are we thinking maybe a, a virtual show at that time or maybe a real one or wait and see too soon to tell? Yeah, too soon to tell. Uh, it's, you know, at this point... Uh, it's pretty much just little old me, you know, with some songs. So I, I, I need to find the right people to get together in a room and kind of hash out the songs. But I, I definitely have plans for uh, do, doing some shows uh, whenever there's, you know, off time with uh, the, the the day the day job band. <laughs> um, but but uh, yeah, just got to find the right people. And um, yeah, yeah, I'd be totally up for doing some kind of live stream event. But uh, 
yeah, yeah, we definitely need need to need to iron out some stuff. Yeah, got to make sure things are are right at like like you said the the day job. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that day job. Uh, I don't yeah. know if I've ever heard quite the uh, the story about how you got that day job. Did you have to interview with a tie, a resume? Talk about how you got the gig. Speaking of Jason, I imagine he was kind of your way in. Uh, yes and no. Um, so when I was, uh, so I was in a, a few previous bands, uh, before Breaking Ben and one of those bands was called Adelita's Way. Yeah. And we actually, we did some touring with Breaking Benjamin and, uh, it's funny, the band before Adelita's Way, uh, I was in, it was called Copper and we actually played some shows with, with them as well. So I did a lot of opening shows before I was even in the band. So <laughs> it was kind of funny, but, um, yeah, so I eventually, uh, decided to kind of part ways with Adelia's way I wanted to kind of try something something new work on some solo stuff and uh, I got a, a message from Ben on Facebook and he was pretty much just like hey man you know I'm kind of trying to put the put the band back together with some with some uh, different people and was wondering if you know you maybe want to you know make a video of you singing and playing some of the tunes and and uh, and then you know maybe we can do some sort of audition after that so so I did I was like holy cow I can't believe this, this is awesome you know I didn't even know he knew who I was or or whatever I guess he remembered me from from us touring together so I was incredibly just blown away and flattered of course and excited so got to work and started making my videos and sent them in and you know he got back to me he was like hey man this is great yeah I'll keep in touch and so I didn't really hear anything back for a while oh my and god so I just kind of yeah I kind of figured I was like well I guess I didn't get it I'm just going to keep on trucking and doing my thing and work <laughs> on music get a job and all that stuff and, right. uh, and so Jason ended up hitting me up maybe five months later and he was just like yo dude because uh, I knew him before like he's from Tennessee I'm from Tennessee we've known each other for for kind of years before all this and uh, he hit me up and and was like hey man i got a couple questions would you ever consider joining another band and i was like yeah sure you know just you know it's got to be the right fit and he was like well the band's breaking benjamin and i was like oh no way i was like i, I mean i already talked to ben a few months back and uh you know he was just like oh yeah uh you know, I think he's ready to kind of really get stuff going. So um, just hit him up. And so I called Ben and then all the flights were booked. And then we started the whole audition process and uh, took a couple of trips to New Jersey, met all the dudes. And here we are six years later. Wow. And it really seems, you know, especially looking at like Ember and the writing credits, it really seems like he's really embraced you and, and kind of more, each each album. It's like there's more and more writing credits for you and you being a really big part of Ember, it seems. Oh man, it was super cool. You know, obviously I, 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 I really love, uh, that aspect of being a musician it, it, just being creative and being able to, to write and, and have an opportunity to, um, throw my two cents here and there. So it's really cool. And it was cool of him to, to kind of, you know, offer that up for us to have that opportunity, which was, you know, cause he's always, he's, he's an amazing songwriter and it's just like, I mean, dude, you don't need our help. Right? <laughs> you know? We were just like, you sure? And he was just like, no, absolutely. You know, he's like, I respect you guys, you know? And, um, so it was cool. Even just right off the bat, you know, from the first album, you know, he had pretty much almost all the songs written and, uh, he, we just needed one more song and, you know, it was a collaborative effort on that. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. You know, much props to Ben for having faith in us and, and uh, including us in that process for sure. Yeah. I mean, cause he was certainly at a point in that point, 
in his career where he could have just, you know, kept it all to himself. All songs written by Ben, Bur- you know, just like all oh, songs yeah. written by Ozzy Osbourne. Like he, he yep. was at that point where he definitely could have done that. And it's really cool to see and hear that he did do it that way. And, you know, that's one of the things I kind of wanted to ask you too about Ben, because I feel like he's kind of a recluse. I, I, I don't feel like I know that much about him other than being like a major video game fan. But can you kind of yeah. tell us some stories and kind of humanize the man for us a little bit? Uh, he is just—he's one of the nicest, kindest guys I, I know. He loves the fans more than more than anything, and uh, you know, he's just—he's just happy to uh, just be making music again. You know, he, he's just happy and, and thrilled that uh, we're all out doing our thing. So, um, besides the fact that he's just insanely talented that's another thing about going into the whole writing with breaking benjamin it's it's kind of like i want to make sure whatever i bring to the table honors you know his sound and and honors what the fans are are, you know have been so supportive of over the years so you know i wanted to ask you too also looking forward and talking breaking benjamin has there been any uh writing going on during this pandemic any getting together with the boys for any breaking benjamin music i mean ember has been a few years now yeah, it's been a minute. Uh, yeah, we've uh, well, we all kind of live in, in different areas. We're always writing. I guess the simple answer to that is, is yes. We're we're always sending ideas back and forth and, and uh, working on stuff. So that's kind of a that's a that is constantly fluid. So it's always in progress and in process. <laughs> okay. Speaking of the the writing credits with the Breaking Benjamin, I noticed a lot of the the keyboard and sampling and uh, leading to a household debate. I was hoping you could settle. Me and my wife are having this musical household debate and you being into programming and sequencing and keys and stuff. I imagine you're a Nine Inch Nails fan. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, just a musical genius. Right. Um, Modern day Mozart. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just a genius. Um, just the way he's been able to use technology to be so creative and so innovative. Uh, it's super inspiring to all of us. I mean, uh, and Jason, Jason's even, I mean, he's he's so much better than I am. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, kind of just getting my feet wet with it a little bit. But but Jason is just like a seasoned pro with programming and all <laughs> that stuff. So, so I just try to basically learn as much as I can from him. Well, let me ask you this question. Answer this debate. See where you come down on this debate. Because it's about Nine Inch right. Nails. Album one versus album two. The Pretty Hate Machine versus The Downward Spiral. The better album. Not not your all-time favorite. Everyone wants to run and point to Broken right away. Between those two mm-hmm. albums, Pretty Hate Machine and the tunes and the sounds on it versus The Downward Spiral. Gotta pick one out of the two. Oh, man. I can't believe you're doing this. Uh, shoot. Gosh. Uh, I, I don't know. Which... So which one? Which one's the bigger one commercially? Downward, probably downward because a closer. You know, I think they were just yeah. monstrous at that point. But certainly, way different sounding albums. You know, Pretty Hate Machine had had like a hole and down in it, and and a very synth keyboard sound, which is kind of mm-hmm. the problem for it with me. My wife loves that album. That's the introduction, so I get it. You know, everyone gets yeah. stuck on that first album, but I just think it sounded leaps and bounds better by the time he got to. The downward spiral and it felt more like a cinematic movie there were so many different more soundscapes on that album for me than there were yeah, on absolutely. the first album honestly I, I feel like i have to agree you know there's no denying uh you know obviously coming out of the gate and just having that just like here we are this is our this is our sound and it's like raw and and new but i you know i think he had some time to kind of really you know really hone in on some of those sounds and really uh, you know put the time in to kind of make it make it uh, make it how he wanted so yeah i'm gonna go with you 
So yeah, I knew I liked you right away from the get-go. Keith, I appreciate <laughs> all the time. Just a couple last uh, things I wanted to hit you with. Um, I noticed in the uh, the Dreams cover on, on YouTube, you were rocking a Death Wish coffee shirt and i went ah being a writer producer guy but a lot of late nights and early mornings in the studio i bet he's a big coffee drinker do you have a particular style flavor what's what's your jam are you into coffee are you a big coffee guy uh kind of uh you know i i love it i love it but uh lots of times uh you know i, I think if i'm uh, if i'm you know haven't had enough sleep and i really need to kind of be uh up and going um i'll have some and a death wish obviously is great for that because i mean it'll 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 make you just vibrate <laughs> but uh, I find if I drink too much of it, I kind of have to limit myself a little bit. As much as I love it, I have to limit myself because before long, I'm just I'm just laying laying in my bed at like 3 a.m. and I'm just like, oh man, I shouldn't have had that last cup of coffee. <laughs> One too many. So, uh, yeah, it affects me, man. It'll it'll keep me up, so I have to I have to kind of watch it. You know, one last uh, one last thing I wanted to hit you with. Uh, we're kind of a an old school radio station. I start off my show with mandatory Metallica, and so I wanted yeah. wanted to talk a little bit Metallica with you. Take me back to maybe when you first discovered Metallica. What you love about them? Even help pick a song for me to play during mandatory Metallica. Let me play Keith Wallen's favorite mandatory Metallica song. First time. I- I uh, really got into them. My older brother got me a cassette tape of the Black Album for Christmas one year. Nice. And, uh, dude, I just wore it out. I was like, man, this is so sick. And, and you know, from then on out, I just went and just, you know, bought all the other albums prior. And, uh, you know, it's so funny. You can just hear the changes in, you know, James's voice. That was the one thing I really noticed. You know, his voice between Kill 'Em All and, and the Black Album is so different. And, and, and equally, they're awesome. You know, I mean, obviously, I love melodic, you know, stuff and melodies. I feel like he had some really great melodies on the Black Album. But, but Kill 'Em All is so cool with just the, the rawness. So, you know, let's go. Let's go. Um, I mean, obviously, Master of Puppets is amazing too. This is tough, man. You hit me with some uh, some <laughs> some some humdinger questions here. <laughs> uh, you know what? Let's do uh, let's do Battery. Okay, off so- Master of Puppets. I love that intro so much. It's just it's awesome. Battery, it is. We'll fire that up, dude. Appreciate the time, man. Dude, I can't thank you enough, man, for having me and and, and all your support, dude. It's uh it's uh super awesome. Obviously. You know, Breaking Benjamin is the huge machine, and so this is this is just little old me and my own little thing. So, uh, dude, it's it's so uh, so appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait for the whole album too, man. I'm looking forward to that as well, and we'll support that when it uh, comes out. Ah, uh, hell yeah, man! Thank you. Thank you, Keith. Have a great weekend. All right, bud. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety, available on all the major platforms. Tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now. Just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at Mike Z 967 And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m to midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in the Southern California Inland Empire area, Riverside, San Bernardino County. Always streaming on live at kcalfm.com. You, my friend, absolutely rock.